Hello and welcome to The Awake Life with Anjali, where we share stories of those living their dharma to support and inspire you to live yours. And for me, what living your dharma means is simply living a life that feels in alignment with the truth of who you are, uh, that feels really nourishing and really uh, wonderful. <laughs> um, so I've, you know, and I've worked with people over the years and what I find is that most people know their answers inside, but have a lot of fear about taking steps to really move toward what they know in their heart to be true or in alignment with themselves. Um, because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to, you know, live a life of just kind of checking out or just based on kind of what you're used to or what feels comfortable and it could be terrifying to step into the unknown and so part of the reason that I, I share stories um, about myself and I'm gonna you know start interviewing more people I know I haven't been doing that as much the last couple of months um, is to just you know, inspire you because I think storytelling and hearing about other people's experiences can sometimes inspire us to make a leap forward uh, from people that have, have done it before and been through it, kind of walking through the fire. So I want to share my story because I've, uh, of what I've went through in the last year because it's probably been one of the most challenging things that I've ever stepped through and you know, I've stepped through a lot of challenging things, as I'm sure you all have in your life. Um, but I opened a yoga, another yoga studio. The first time I opened a yoga studio, I had three business partners, and I was also working my other job. So although you know it was a leap of faith, it you know it wasn't as you know quote scary because I had another source of income and I had three other partners that could, you know, help me with other aspects of the business that I wasn't that comfortable with. And so this time when I opened the studio, you know, I did it on my own. <laughs> I was not working another job. And um, I, you know, if you know me, you know I'm, I'm divorced, so I don't have another source of income. Um, so this time it was a lot more uh, of a leap for me to just fully go for it. And so I ended up, you know, um, going for it. And it was just a really lovely process, how it all unfolded and it, it felt so magical opening the studio. And uh, it just felt so alive. And, you know, all of the challenges, just so fun. It's so fun to be in that state of flow. But um, during the last, last parts, um, like the last six months, I, w I found myself in so much anxiety and fear. Uh, and that was kind of ruling me uh, because it didn't unfold in the way that I anticipated. I blew through all of my savings. Um, I had no more money left. I was in a lot of debt. And, you know, it's, it was, <clears throat> it was just so uncomfortable for me because I had never been in that position before uh, where literally <laughs> I just, you know, living on credit cards, it was like insane. 
Um, I mean, I had a time during my postdoctoral year where I lived on mainly credit cards because I only made $3,000 that entire year. Back in the day, you didn't really get paid that much for postdoc work. Um, and but this time it was more intense because you know I had kids, you know I I had employees, and you know it was terrifying. I was just saving all my money to pay my employees and pay the lease, and it was just not bringing my heart joy. And I think that kind of our energy, like, comes through in our business, and so. And anyway, I, I feel like this whole thing was like clearing this big scaric wound where I feel like, you know, I, I create things and, you know, I want it to, you know, work in a certain way. And, you know, it just wasn't working. And I felt like, you know, I just was in this place of like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I, you know, and then feeling resentful and angry and like, why am I even doing this? Like... Uh, you know, all of these things started coming up, all of these fears, um, all of these resentments, all of these pieces of myself that, you know, aren't really pretty, you know, that kind of, quote, shadow part of ourselves, you know, feeling like I'm, you know, taking care of other people, but I can't take care of myself, like all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, I changed my business model in the first of the year. Uh, to try to make a shift or a change. Um, but like I said, I was in so much fear. I found myself in that place of like being frozen, you know, in that trauma response, the fight, flight, freeze, or collapse. I just felt like frozen much of the time. Like I couldn't really do anything. Like I couldn't make any decisions. And um, so I got it together to shift my business model and then I realized after about a month into that that it just was not working and you know it was my greatest like fear like you know like quote a failure and I in my life I've never really kind of failed at anything I mean I'm sure I failed at stuff but you know like in this big of a way um, to where I was going to have to break a lease, uh, I might have to claim bankruptcy, you know, like I could have been sued, like there's all these kind of fears, like, of, you know, like, being, you know, like not being a quote good girl, like screwing up, messing up, feeling like I wasn't sure how to handle it, how to communicate about it, um, and I'm someone who's like super honest. So it, it was really uncomfortable for me to, you know, not be able to communicate about what was, what was happening. So anyway, I, you know, it, it came to March and I was planning on closing the business after March cause I didn't have any more money after that to pay rent. But you know, in late February, I realized I didn't even have the money to pay March, but I was committed through the second week of March because I had someone using the space and I didn't want to bail on that commitment um, to that person. And I was going to be using the space the last two weekends of March for my teacher training, but I couldn't pay the rent in March, so I knew that I had two weeks to vacate the space um, according to my lease. 
So I chose not to pay rent in March, which was just so challenging for me, but I literally couldn't do it. I literally had no money. So I, I was like kind of the universe forced my hand to surrender because there was just no way I, I could do it. And um, so the interesting thing is that once I closed the studio, like I was planning to close the studio on March 16th, which is actually my grandmother um, who passed away many years ago, um, who I was really close to, it was her birthday. And I planned to like make the formal announcement on the 16th. And what's so fascinating to me, it's that is the week where all the yoga studios and all the gyms were forced to close because of, because of the coronavirus. So I, it just kind of blew my mind, the timing of that. And I couldn't, you know, I can't even imagine like going through, you know, going through all of that. And then what was so interesting to me too, is that because of the virus and what's happening um, the last two weekends of my teacher training we we um, had to meet on zoom because we couldn't actually meet up on, in person and so it just felt really magical to me like the timing that you know I didn't need I didn't know at the time but I didn't need a studio <laughs> at the end of March to do my training and just I don't know, just so many magical things unfolded. And, you know, so I share this story because, and moving forward, it's, it's just moment by moment staying in trust and letting things unfold. And for whatever reason, the studio was not meant to survive or survive as a brick and mortar. And I was not meant to share the teachings in that way. I still know that I meant to share the Sattva Yoga teachings and what I've learned uh, is just gonna unfold in terms of how. And so that's that full surrender, you know, it's like my deepest fears were realized, you know, like, you know, having to break a lease and like the shame around that and the guilt and the fear and, you know, you know, blowing through all my savings and, and feeling, you know, scared about that, like all of this stuff. And yet recognizing that I'm, I'm okay. You know, like I had $13 in my bank account and I, you know, was, you know, thinking like how, you know, how am I gonna pay for food, like for my kids? And, you know, I just was in the creative flow and I just thought, wow, I'm going to make these meditation kits. And I just put them online and I made like $500, almost $500 in one day. And it wasn't from a place of how am I going to make money? It was from a place of like just the joy, <laughs> that's my dog, of putting these meditation kits together. And so... It, you know, it's just so interesting because for me, when people ask like, how are you going to make money or what are you going to do? It creates so much anxiety and burden and fear and like, it doesn't feel fun for me anymore. It feels like I'm trying to force stuff on people and convince people of something and it just like does not work for me. And I know that, um, 
but when things just kind of flow through then you know the when I'm doing something for joy like the meditation little kits that I made like just it was just so easy and that's how being in the flow is and living your dharma it's doing things that feel easy and fun and for me for whatever reason when I think about marketing and branding and all that stuff it doesn't work for me because it puts me in this energetic spot of feeling desperate and clingy and you know but for you that might work for you and so really when when I work with people and what I tell people is that you have to be in alignment with what is right for you and so much of the time people are really invested in telling us what is right for them or what's worked for them and it really takes away your own creative intelligence because we're all uniquely different based on what our, you know, what our experiences have been in our life, what our karmic patterns are, what we're working through, what age we are, what our family circumstances, what our cultural circumstances, like every single person is different. And it is helpful to have people to talk to who can really see you and give you feedback but aren't invested in having you do it their way but are able to really support you in trusting yourself and your own wisdom but also have the courage to really give you feedback to reflect back what they see the patterns that maybe are happening to you over and over again that aren't serving you and so I mean, I have teachers that I work with um, who've been through kind of this this process of really surrendering the false self and stepping into the authentic self. And I don't think it's a journey that's ever over. I think it's a lifelong journey. And things that I went through in the past, like, you know, going through a divorce and, you know, when my kids were very small and working, like all of that in the past, you know, just feels... You know, I look back and I'm just like, God, that was just nothing. That was so easy. Um, but at the time, you know, it wasn't. It was it was really challenging. And so, I don't know, the older I get, the more I realize that it's just really the simple things that bring us the most joy. And currently, for me, it's just the simplicity of being present in the moment. It sounds so lame, but it's so true, just being present and trusting in each moment and not going into the head of fear and how we're going to resolve and figure out the situation, but trusting that if you show up to the moment fully, things will be revealed to you. But it's a very different way of thinking because I grew up with you have a plan, what's your five-year plan, what's your 10-year plan, how are you going to make money, how are you going to, you know, and also being in school, you always had a goal of, you know, being in school and getting licensed and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and how I've been living my life the last number of years is, is very different from that. It's letting go of the plan, like having a vision, but letting go of the plan and how it's meant to unfold. So I had this vision for the studio. It came to me in a meditation. It unfolded. It was created. It was not meant to be sustained in that way. So it, you know, it was destroyed like that circle of, you know, of creation, sustaining, and 
you know, destruction, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. That's our lives over and over again. And it's getting comfortable with that process and realizing that there's nothing wrong. Like there were so many gifts from what I went through with the Awake Studio, like so many gifts, so many lessons that I've learned. And for whatever reason, I had to go through it. And some people may think or may look at me and think that it was a failure because the studio didn't survive. But I look at it as one of the most greatest blessings and uh, greatest successes in my life because it's shown me parts of myself and my capacity that I didn't really realize that I had. It's shown me that, uh, yeah, that I can move through my deepest fears and still come out and be okay on the other end of things. And, you know, I still get caught up in the mind sometimes of looking out to what other people are doing and thinking I'm doing it all wrong. But that's one of my biggest sanskaras that I'm working through in this lifetime is kind of learning to stay on my own path, to trust myself and um, to know that it's okay, that everyone's path looks different and there's no right or wrong way. There's only kind of your way because as my teacher says, you are the path, right? You are the path, how you are. All we have to really do is work on our state of consciousness. And um, I'm so grateful for the Kriya practices that I have because they really have helped me immensely. You know, meditation, Kriya, breathwork, mantra, to really stay in that place of uh, centering and grounding and deep, deep trust. So I hope this <laughs> talk um, inspired you to just keep trusting yourself, uh, to keep walking your path, and to know that there's many, many twists and turns and things that may look like the, you know, at the time, you know, I look back at November and December and like my deepest fears and just being in so much pain and then you know, just the feeling of like after I close the studio, just and, and the alignment of just how things worked out that all, you know, all studios were kind of forced to close at that time. Like it's just, it's just inc incredible to me um, how things have unfolded. And, you know, so <laughs> again, that deep, deep surrender. Uh, that as a yogi, as someone on a spiritual journey, that place of deep surrender, letting go and letting yourself be led, it's an incredible journey and uh, can create so many moments of magic and bliss. Uh, but we have to stay connected to support one another uh, because there's also many moments of intensity. So anyway, sending you all my love. Have an amazing day. Hariyom.